Yeah. So I learned something this week that I didn't know, which is that I've never been able to appreciate cigars because I always mm. thought you can't inhale them. And I'm like, what the hell is the point of awkwardly like taking a little pop and like tasting smoke? Feeling superior. I realized, or rather I was told, the whole don't inhale cigars thing is not a part of smoking cigars. It's like, it's a lie we've been fed to stop us from smoking <laughs> cigars. It's like, cigars are just big boy cigarettes for big boys. <laughs> like, I don't like cigars. C- cigars I don't are, think that's right. No, it is. Cigars <laughs> are meant to be to the smokable family as like whiskey is meant to be to the alcohol okay, family. Let's hold on a second yeah. here. Everyone who talks about cigars agrees that you don't inhale them. But no. you've encountered one guy <laughs> no, 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 who inhales no. his cigars and no. suddenly that's what it is? No, who has told you that? That's just like, that's a thing that people know. Exactly. But who told you that? Your mom? Your dad? <laughs> your mom. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, the answer to that question is most certainly my dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a conspiracy. At some point, there was a paradigm shift. And the older generation decided that they just there was too much out there trying to kill us, and they were going to support this story. Fine. Yeah. I will join you on this journey, but whose conspiracy is this? The greeting card companies? That's the thing. To Maybe. sell more, I'm sorry your grandfather died cards? We'll All Be Dead Soon is hosted by Neil Kenley, Mike Rafe, and Jay Deverett. We're going to look up the actual answer to this question. Do we trust Explain Like I'm 5 subreddit for the answer? Yes. Okay. Mm, I do. It's not vetted. I make cigars for a living, according to an unknown man named <laughs> you, username Hostello. Okay. Sounds, sounds like, like, sounds like you might make cigars. Yeah. Yeah. The case is not that you can't. Traditionally, cigars are not inhaled to the lungs, and that is the consensus. Even though some people regularly retrohale, meaning they blow smoke from the back of the mouth up through the nasal passages and through the nose, I inhale every few puffs and I'm using it, and I'm used to it and don't have any problems. Saying nicotine poisoning would not be accurate, but it does feel that way to people who aren't used to it. It feels very strong because it's a lot more tobacco than a normal cigarette, but I do believe it's less dangerous, in quotes, than a cigarette because of its natural process. Doesn't really give us an answer. Some guy then says you should not inhale an entire cigar because he because like it makes you super sick and his source is himself. I inhaled so an entire maybe cigar. Not, the, this is just maybe the source not, is a little bitch there. <laughs> maybe not an entire cigar, but the point is the way the reason these things became popular is not because people like the taste of smoke. It's because big boys liked a bit more of a kick than just than their typical c- cigarette gives them. So you you partied with some big boys this weekend. I partied with some big boys this weekend. Good stuff. Yeah. Should I get into my topic? You want to get into something you want to talk about? (laughs) May I? Sure. Okay. I am actually very happy to bring out this topic. You guys, as you guys know, I'm a fan of the arts. I don't get too political. I don't get too... I, I like getting contentious, but only really for fun. Yeah, you but, love getting contentious. <laughs> yeah, but only for fun. I like playing devil's advocate. Yeah. But there is something that has gone too fucking far. And I am no, no longer afraid of being politically incorrect. Oh, I am not afraid God of speaking it. up against this. Ooh, let's hear there it, is something that is driving me insane this week. 
So as you guys all know, Wonder Woman is coming out. It's DC's. Oh, I know it's, this it's, is exactly what you're gonna get into. It's another big. And I, yeah. It's, it's another big DC blockbuster that they've got a lot banking on, considering their last two movies, Superman, Batman vs Superman, yeah. and Suicide Squad. Though box office successes because everyone in China watches everything. Yeah, yeah they've yeah, been yeah, like yeah. critical, massive flops. Yeah. So everyone's wondering. Is, is Wonder Woman going to be good? Apparently it's supposed to be good. Simultaneously. Sick of Chris Pine. Simultaneously. The, the, <laughs> advanced, Pine. the advanced reviews are good. Yeah. And everyone is going on about how it's the first blockbuster with a female superhero directed by a woman. To the, to the point that there was some controversy this week that some theater announced that they were going to do like a premiere screening with only women allowed. Oh, is that not and, where this conversation's going? No, that's oh, not. Oh, thank God. I think I'm like no. totally fine with it. I, no. like, people who are like going off on that, yeah. you know, it's like they're idiots. Okay, so like, here's... Let here, them, let the Alamo Draft House do whatever the fuck the Alamo Draft House wants yeah. to do. It's like a very nice thing. Go nuts. I so here's my thing though. I, I agree. Women should not be allowed to see movies. That's <laughs> <No. laughs> not that's not <laughs> No, but I'm going to get into it. I'm, I, I am going slightly down that road, but not, not at that. So this whole thing yes. about how right now with the advanced reviews, Wonder Woman is sitting at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. And so for those who don't know, Rotten Tomatoes, it's very hard on movies. It's very easy on TV. But no matter who you are, it's kind of universally accepted as a standard for because it's an aggregator of all reviews. Yeah. 97%. But it's just a yes or no, right? Yeah. It's not yes. like it's not it's not like a Metacritic where it's taking Still. an average of like all sure. the reviews say it's if like every review says it's like a seven point five out of ten, yeah. that'll still be a hundred percent fresh. Yeah, exactly. Not like Metacritic where it'll say it's a seventy five out of hundred. Totally. Okay. Totally. So 95 percent of reviewers yeah. are saying it's a good movie. Exactly. Okay. So ninety seven percent of reviewers are saying it's a good movie. Yeah. Now compare that to The Dark Knight, which has ninety four percent. Okay. Okay. So here's where here's where I'm about to go with this. Get out. Great movie, yeah, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, dear white people, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for the television there is, show. There is a trend going on lately, and where like critical judgment has died, anything that touches social, social justice and is okay is suddenly the best movie ever made. Now, oh, that's interesting, you know, get out. Get out all these people who are saying this is a genre bender worthy of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Where were you when Cabin in the Woods came out? Where were you when The Guest came out? Where were you when when Your Next came out? Why is everyone suddenly an expert on what movies genre bend when they've never even watched those movies? Like, let's be real. If Get Out was a story about a white dude who got taken to a black person's family, it would not have 100%. It's like, it is based in this cultural message that needs to be sent across. Same thing with the show Dear White People. I watched that entire show. I watch every show. It fucking got 100%. It is not that good a show. It's not that smartly written. And it's not anything. You know, do you know what shows it has done significantly better on Rotten Tomatoes then? Let me tell you. It has done better than Veep, Fargo, The Americans, Game of Thrones, and The Office. It is just... So there is just this new That's trend. There is this new trend where you can basically... like pinpoint to a T that if a movie is like so or a TV show has a social justice element and has even any quality to it it's worthy of 100%. You look at Atlanta which that one's the only one I'm going to give a really, pass to for being really an actually good, good show it's in a this. Great and show. Handmaid's Tale. Sure it's great but 100% I didn't like that. like Moonlight. I, you know you know I have my qualms with Moonlight. Now I'm going to get into Wonder Woman because this is where I get really, really fucking upset. Can I just say something yeah. on this real quick? 
you, you've worked in film. It it's sales. It's it's an entertainment. You're selling entertainment. No. Social justice sells. No, now. but it's it's but, not surprising. They would be stupid not to play this. Game. I know, but this is my this is me against the critics. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't yeah. think it's him saying that like they, these movies shouldn't be made or these, like I think you yeah. I think that they, all of these movies have I think he's saying all these movies have place and like they're all warranted for their social justice. But that's like the other side of that coin is that but these people me... these people are selling their words and social justice social justice oh, I see what sells. You're yeah. Okay, like okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm it's just all people like people scoop wanna, up. People I'm gonna dive a, a little bit review yeah. about yeah, it makes sense. I'm gonna dive a little bit further into this though because yeah. this is everyone is going on and on about how this is the first movie. Sorry, one one other thing, yeah. and the other side of that as well is that people are afraid to voice an opinion that is oh, not one hundred. I agree. With yeah, that 100%. yeah, exactly. So people are afraid. It's a fear regime. People are afraid to give Dear White People a bad review. People are afraid to give Get Out a bad review. People, nobody's going to give a bad review to The Handmaid's Tale because it's about oppressed women. It's yeah. just like it doesn't. The quality doesn't matter. How do Jews? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. But she the list. Okay, but, love it. So here's my thing: is that Wonder yes. Woman? Everyone's on about how this is like the first fem- movie led by a female superhero. All this shit. People on my Facebook... They all forget about Catwoman. People... I'm I'm going there. People people on my Facebook who, like, literally have... Who have shit on every Resident Evil movie are talking... Like, are reposting these headlines. Forgetting that Resident Evil is a superhero franchise that has made... Had five movies and made over a billion dollars. Yeah. Underworld. Okay? They did Elektra. They did Catwoman. Those were both box office failures. Yes, they were terrible And But what are they? Super... Okay. Up to Wonder Woman, yeah. Supergirl, Elektra, and Catwoman all failed. Mm-hmm. Which is the reason why we stopped seeing female superheroes. And yeah. Halle Berry. There was a and Supergirl movie? There was a Supergirl movie and it was a huge flop. And, really? And, I've never heard of this. And no, it, was, it, it was a long time ago. It was like the okay, first yeah, in this yeah, whole yeah, horde. Yeah, but yeah. So the point being that, A, to address the fact that there hasn't been a lead super, female yeah. superhero in a while... Yeah, it's because they tried it a whole bunch of times, and it's a money-driven industry, and girls just don't want to see superheroes as much as boys do. Like, tell go with whatever you want with your social justice, that's the reason. Now, I'm going to get into Wonder Woman. Okay. Because Wonder Woman is a member of the Justice League and one of the most prominent characters in the DC Universe, but it wasn't her time to get a movie yet. The same reason we haven't seen Aquaman, the same reason it took, it's taking us a while to get a Black Panther movie in the Marvel, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wait, what? I don't understand that. What do you mean it's not her time yet? No, no, it hasn't been her time. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. now, you know... You mean because they roll out these cinematic universes slowly? Yeah. So and no, but, like, they were like... Wait, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. she is a prominent character yeah. in the Justice League, so yeah. she's being introduced now because yeah. we're going... We're leading up to the Justice League movie. Yeah. So, my problem right now is that there is... This movie is going to get, like just hailed as the best movie ever because someone dared to have a female superhero. No, Meanwhile, I this yeah. character was written so long ago, yeah. and I'm sure it'll be a good movie, but can we just shine a light for a second mm-hmm. that everyone needs to calm the fuck down for the following reason? Let's look even at the past two years. One of the biggest franchise in the history of film and current film, Star Wars The Force Awakens, yep. featured a female protagonist who was a superhero. Am I mistaken? Yeah. Is a Jedi not a superhero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a okay, superhero. Mad Max Fury Road, the most badass successful movie of last yeah. year. Female protagonist, yeah. robotic arm, fighting skills, 
as far as I'm concerned, a superhero. Yeah. It's like hot Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We have the entire Alien franchise yeah. that actually has a new movie out yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Name one of those movies that didn't have a female protagonist. Yeah. Like, maybe not superhero, but still in yeah, that. Yeah, but Ripley's yeah. a badass. Okay. Hunger Games. Yeah. Female protagonist. Badass movie. Like, here's what I'm saying. It's just... Can everyone shut the fuck up? I'm so tired of all these voices, especially people who don't have anything to do and don't know anything about comic book movies or anything like that. I'm like, don't all you people out there who show up when it's politically cool to show up and have nothing to do with anything that actually matters, stay the fuck out of comic book movies and stay and don't go see Wonder Woman. You're not invited. <laughs> okay, good for you. <laughs> good, for, good for you. Um I don't think that they should stay out of comic books. I think they should stay away. Because honestly... <laughs> we'll find a middle ground here. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be the voice of reason I'm for a change. I'm open to a middle uh, ground. I think so. Anyone who gets interested in a comic book movie for whatever reason is good for comic book movies. As a yeah. fan of comic books... So I don't course, actually... Of course. Care, okay, fine. Right? Fine, yeah. So if you have people... If there's a reason why someone is going to see this, yeah. and that is like a, just, like a social justice warrior cause, yeah. go nuts. Yeah. But like, don't move away from it afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if this is your jumping on point, where it's like, I'm going to see this because I'm interested in this, and the movie is good. The movie yeah. is supposed to be okay. Like, IGN gave, like, a seven and a half. I'm sure it'll be uh, great. I'm sure it'll be... And, like, says that there are flaws to the movie. I'm sure it'll be great the same way the first Captain America movie was great. Yeah. It's based in a real historical mm-hmm. event, which makes it more accessible. Yeah. And... You know, you have, like, the cool scenes where they're... The cool slow-mo scenes where they're deflecting all the bullets yeah. and shit. Yeah. This is the thing, though. <laughs> like, superhero movies yeah. are... There's a progression. It's yeah. it's staying current in, a, in an interesting way. Yeah. And I agree. Like, as, an, as a jumping-on point, great. Stick with it. Yeah. But I remember you were telling me, Jay, about this person you came across at TIFF mm-hmm. who said, with pride, that they were only going to see movies made by female directors. Yeah, that is bananas. <laughs> like, you know what? I re- my response to her was, "That's cool. I'm actually trying to see movies with only Jewish directors." And how did that go over? She said, "That shouldn't be hard." That's not okay. Hypocrisy of this stupid that's world. That's not okay. Great response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's not okay. You should see movies because movies are good. I agree. It, whether whether any like all of these things are frivolous if something if you see a woman like yes we all want to empathize with people that are similar to us in totally. some way and that we totally. can identify with yep. but I, I can identify with, with women in, in stories that, that have nothing to do with with, with a masculine thing yep. you know there's, there's, there's truth to be found everywhere mm-hmm. and stop pigeonholing yourselves you fucking bitches you know <laughs> And I don't mean bitches like women. I mean like these these social justice bitches. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, figure yeah. it out. Yeah, but it's we just, get it. Everybody wants equality, of course. But it's just like if you are out there right now saying like like talking about Wonder Woman because and and because it's a movie directed by a woman with a female lead, like just like keep your mouth shut and go see it and decide if you like it or not. And yeah, and remember that it's an Israeli lead, so you're probably gonna have to put your your leftist Palestinian pro Palestinian views up behind you while you watch a movie purely out of political for political reasons. So fuck you. I like Gal Gadot. She, Gal Gadot's amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. You know you pronounce the T. 
Gagadot. Yeah. Gal Gadot, technically. Yeah. 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 yeah, but anyhow, so that's that's my thing. But I wanted to talk about what's actually worth what entertainment is actually worth it since apparently critics the critical art is now dead mm -hmm. and can't be listened to yep one is the podcast s-town have you guys listened to it no but i fear it's amazing okay look just, just a retrospective on the career of s club seven <laughs> all i can say is it's this american life in serial it's six episodes like i don't even really listen to podcasts mm -hmm. very much like which i realize is ironic because we do one but this what it is about is like it is, it's a six-part documentary series on the discovery of a genius who is on the level of like Da Vinci, oh, of a genius who's on the level of like. It's weird. Yeah, he's saying it weird. Of like Da Vinci and Einstein. Say it one more time. Yeah, one more time. A genius. A genius. A genius. A genius. A genius. Genius. A genius. Genius. Like Robin Williams. Genius. No. Genius. Uh, it's no. You're saying genius, but it is genius. Okay. It is about the discovery of a genius. I dream of genius. <laughs> <laughs> it is about... Tell us more about this genius. S-Town, it, it's, it's about the discovery of a genius. Yep. I can't in, hear it, though. In the, vein, in the vein of, like, Da Vinci and Einstein yeah, yeah. and Steve Jobs. It's just, like, it's insane. This story is insane. It's so worth listening to. This is NPR? Uh, it's, yeah. yeah. And um, another thing is... Well, what do you mean? Is this his discovery? They, like, study the man? No. Basically, it's tough because I don't want to ruin anything, but they get called... They get an email that someone reports a murder that they say got covered up in down in this little shit... T they call it Shit Town, Alabama. Yeah. The person calls it that. The guy goes down to investigate it, and all in the first episode discovers that the murder is not the story, but rather the person who reported the murder is the story. Cool. And he, we just, we get deeper into this guy's life, and it is... And it's a real person, like it's a yeah, real story. Okay. And it is fascinating to just cool. learn about this, to just spend time with this person who, just the way their their brain works when they're talking makes you just... It, it, I, I can't even, I don't even... Okay. It's, it's worth listening to immediately. How long is it? Six episodes? Yeah. An hour each? Yeah. Is this one of those another one of those this American Life circle jerks though, where we're all also, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. so happy? Because I really didn't. You are. No, I really no, 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 didn't no. like cereal. I don't. I, I hated cereal. I stopped listening after like three episodes. Yeah. This is totally different. Okay. Okay. This one. This is like the thinking man's per thing. Cool. This is just. It, I'm an elder right now. Yeah. Yeah. You just should. So don't forget. You should. It's just. This is. It, this is just crazy because it, for me, it just it gives you the idea of what it might have been like to actually know Da Vinci or Galileo Weird. or That's one cool. of these people. Yeah. Anyway, but has this guy done anything with his life? You'll see. You okay. just have to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah, yeah. All there's it, the story will unfold. Cool. I'm not a big podcast guy. I don't even really listen to this one. <laughs> I, I, know, I know, but you should honestly listen to it. Consider this one or that one. S Town and this one. <laughs> yeah, I'd like. I'd like, I'd like to know what you think of our podcast. To be honest. <laughs> um, the other thing I know you guys are watching this is. American Gods, yeah, which, despite being ranked significantly lower than Dear White People on, on Rotten Tomatoes, we have another Game of Thrones on our hands. And I know I said that about Legion, because it's also true. I also it's, Yeah. And, the yeah. only tough thing about American Gods is that they, although they are writing a sequel, mm -hmm. or he's writing a sequel, and there's a semi-affiliated book with in that same universe, yep. there's much less to draw from than Game, Game of Thrones has. Yeah. So you're asking a lot. You're asking for original scripts going forward. Yeah. But I think, so I think we can give an overview of what the premise of American Gods is. And the reason why I think 
that it can continue way beyond books, <clears throat> the book that exists. Um, and basically the premise is there are the old gods like Jesus and Odin and Vishnu and all of these people who effectively came to America when immigrants came to America and they brought their gods with them. Yeah, so basically anything that is prayed to actually yes, yeah. exists as a god that is a physical person. And who gods is... derive their power from their relevance. So yes. if people put their faith in those gods, they are more powerful gods. Exactly. And there's a, like, there's a separation between new and old. Yeah, so and what's happened is, is in America, well, effectively globally, the... Uh, well, what is the word I'm looking for? The like subject of prayer has effectively changed from, or sorry, the subject of devotion, let's call it, has changed from like a physical god or something like Jesus to something like media and highway and internet, and those things now have physical representations. Whoops. Well. S-Town sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> um, now have physical representations in the real world that have the powers of gods, and they are actual beings. Um, and it's sort of how they've these old gods and new gods are starting to bump up against each other. Um, and in it, there are a lot of different, like, each episode has a sort of, like, a coming to America story, as they call it, where the first episode Which is... Which are great. They're really, really great. The first one has, like, Odin's first coming to America. There's one with... The one on the boat? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Really, really great. Yeah. Um, so what I think the difference is, is like there are small vignettes in the show that have nothing to do with the overall premise. Yeah. Um, and I think that op that opportunity to just create random stories of potentially how these like gods and beings of uh, prayer yeah. are accommodating or like be are living in a new life, which doesn't really exist in Game of Thrones. Like you can move to a different corner of Westeros, but who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the main story of what happens in Westeros is related to this. American Gods, while there is this, like, one through line yeah. that kind of flows through the story, you can w jump over to, um, like, a, like, the Sphinx, for example, yeah. living in New Jersey and mm -hmm. talk to, and, like, how they're now working at, like, who, like, it like, runs, like, a trivia game at a pub. Because, like, yeah. that's what they do. That'd be actually yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so sick. Um, so, like, things like that where they're basically using, like, the things that they did, but at such a lower level. And they know that they're, like, no longer being prayed to and no longer have the power that they once were. So I think there's, like, a lot of potential room Right for the stories oh, yeah. to go, and it's cool too because there's yeah. like eight Jesuses in the show. You yeah, know, yeah, there's yeah. like the but they also draw from like all of these different types of gods or, or yeah. deities that I'd never even heard of. Like there's one that's played by what's the guy's name? Uh, the guy who plays the guy from Prison Break. You know who I mean? Oh, Cernabog. Abruzzi. Yeah, Cernabog. Yeah, yeah. yeah, never heard of that guy. Yeah, really. uh, like he's like a god of like death and destruction. Yeah, right? and he's such a cool character. Yeah. And it's fun to, like, try and guess at who these people's representations yeah. are, and, and sometimes you just can't get it, because yeah. you're not from Hungary. Yeah. The concept... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you are. <laughs> Shout out to our Hungarian listeners. The concept that I just loved was... Me. There was this episode... <laughs> was, like, in this episode, this woman slips off her, like, grabbing something from... Strips off a step stool, grabbing something from her cupboard, and Anubis shows up to, like, collect her... To collect her, to bring her to the afterworld. And she's Egyptian Muslim. No, yeah. No, she yeah. just has a cat. She no, she, no, no, no. She's Egyptian Muslim. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she says, I'm Muslim. Like, I pray yeah, to Allah. Was it. And he says, 
And he says to her, no, no, even though you've prayed to Allah all your life, when you were a kid, you were told the Egyptian afterlife myths and you, they always resonated with you more than your own religion. Like whether so, you realized it or yeah, not. Whether so, you're you're coming, so you're coming with me. So you're coming to well, the Egyptian afterlife. Away. This show yeah. is fantastic. It's, this, you have to watch this show. It is so good. So much better than... than <laughs> and everything. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. Uh, recommend you check it out. Yeah. So as town American gods, they get my stamp. There, if 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 I'm given a hundred percent based on the actual quality of yeah. something, then that's what gets it this week. Yeah. So Agreed. Jay's review ain't no party like an S town party. <laughs> yeah. Because an S town party don't stop. It don't stop, Neil. You're hundred percent right. I thought I was dying two weeks ago or last week. What happened? Um, so I woke up one... Well, I didn't wake up. You know what it was? I noticed it right after we recorded our podcast. Last time. So I got home. Yeah. I got whatever. I was like hanging out. And I was like lying in bed. And I got this... I felt this like really weird sharp pains. Like close to my stomach. Like like in between my like stomach. Like, like right near my like abdomen basically. And these two lumps on like either side of my like body. On both sides... Fairly large, like almost in the exact same place on opposite sides, like very clearly that they were lymph nodes. So I, and they were like very painful to the touch and like huge. So I freaked the fuck out. Like I thought I had lymphoma. I was, thought I was dying. So I went to the hospital, not the hospital, I went to a walk-in clinic the like first thing in the morning. Is there any worse place in the world than a walk-in clinic? I actually, the ones downtown are like pretty, pretty fancy. Okay, go on. But, like, normally, yes. The one in, like, First Canadian Place, though, it's, like, pretty nice. Okay. Everybody <laughs> is just coated in mucus. Yeah. And, like, I don't know what the deal is, but why is coughing into your arm no, not a thing that everyone does? Don't cough into your hands. Certainly don't cough straight into the air. The vampire, <laughs> the the vampire cough. Yeah. I mean, people are idiots. Anyways. I agree. I completely agree. I completely Let's agree. get back to you dying. So yeah, so I'm like freaking out all morning. I walk into the walk-in clinic, and I show this like these like two like very large like lumps on my stomach to the doctor, and she's like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> I'm like, this is wonderful. So I got I get like a blood test done there. I get like a urine test done, and then I go and like I'm like I want an ultrasound like right now. So I go, I get an ultrasound done, and then I need to, like, unfortunately wait, like, three days. So I'm, like, sitting at my desk at work for the next couple of days, like, freaking out. I have it, the results sent to... The lumps remain as you the were The lumps are there, and they're, like, okay. painful. Like, they're just there. Yeah. Um, I have the results sent to the walk-in clinic and my, like, family doctor also. So my family doctor calls me, like, two days later, and she basically... Or no, her, the, like, assistant who works at us calls me two days later, and she's like... Uh, your doctor wants to set up an appointment to like follow up with the results. And I'm like, oh my fucking god, like, I'm, gonna, I'm like dead. Like, um, if it was nothing, they would have said it was nothing, and that's it. And then I'm like, did she say anything about? Is it like good news, bad news? Like, is it urgent? Is it? And she's like, she didn't say anything. She just wants you to come in next week. Um, like, when do you have time? And I'm like, as soon as possible. You tell me, and like, let me talk to the doctor. And like, I, she's in the, with a patient, whatever. So she called me back, and basically said that. Like, she doesn't think it's anything to worry about. It's, like, just looks really reactive. But she still wants to come in for follow-up, so I'm still freaking out. Either way, as it turns out, just, like, reactive lymph nodes, I I got, like, a, like two bug bites on my back, mm -hmm. like, I guess a few days before. And they don't seem, they didn't seem like mosquito bites. Like, maybe it was, like, a spider or something. 
And she thinks that maybe that, like, fighting off the infection there caused, like, because normally when I get infected, lymph nodes are, like, enlarged and lymph nodes, as we all do, like, it's in, like, your neck mm-hmm. a yeah. little bit. But it wasn't there. I had no idea what, like, either way. So she basically said, it's probably nothing. If it's not gone in, like, a week or two, we'll, like, get That's another ultrasound. Now they're down, like, 25 to, like... Oh, are they still here? Like, barely. Can we see them? Sure. I'll show you. <laughs> uh, they're, like, barely down. And, like, the problem is, is I'm, like, relatively, like, I don't have, like, a lot of fat on my body. Yeah. So it's, like... A, and I, like it's a real humble brag. <laughs> so I, didn't mean it, I didn't mean it to sound like a humble brag. But it's, like, very obvious to see, like, what's going on. Um, so I think they're down, like, probably, like, 90% of what... They like they're they're effectively normal now and like they don't hurt at all. But I was terrified. Wow. Yeah. And so I thought I was gonna die for like four days, like ruined my days at work. Like couldn't say like, I was like yeah. stressed in my goddamn. Life. I can't not work while well I'm about to die. <laughs> uh, I can't work. These nodes are too big. No, like I was like working, but I was like just like was yeah. like all constantly in the back of my head. I like told Ashley like, I'm gonna die. She's like, oh, that's like she was like really sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you're like making preparations. For yeah, it's like you yeah. just be prepared. It's, yeah. The the end is nigh. Yeah. Uh, so then I was thinking about that. It's like, what are we gonna talk about this week? And I'm like, I want to hear your guys actual near-death experiences yeah because this was like something that freaked me out i have i have like two that i can think of yeah so i can kick it off with like one that i like i have i have two so one i was in greece uh on like a boys trip after second year university yeah and we decided to like drive around eos on atvs yeah um but we were cheap so we decided to just get two ATVs for the three of us. So I was like sitting on the back of someone else's ATV. Yeah. I was like zipping around. We're like drinking a little bit. Not a lot. Um, but my friend is like getting to, he's like, oh, I'm feeling like really good on this thing. Like I feel like super comfortable. And he makes a turn way too wide. And we get, and like Greece is filled with like a ton of cliffs yeah. that are just like. What island are you on? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we there are like tons of cliffs, and we basically come as close as possible to an edge of a cliff, and like the two, so it's like the cliffs on our right side, and like the two left wheels like leave the ground, um, so we're like starting to tilt over a little bit, and like we like look over the edge, and then it like very like it seems it probably took a millisecond, right? But oh, honestly, man. felt and I, we <laughs> would have been dead or paralyzed. Like, without a doubt. And... Did you drive safer after that? So, we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, I actually took over. I'm like, you're done driving because yeah. there's a trip. And then on the way back, because we, we just, like, went to, like, a far-off beach on the way back, I'm, there was, like, a boat that was going back to, like, the main town. I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to get on that boat. You can drive, do whatever. And then it was, like, the worst water I've ever been in in my entire yeah. life. I thought I was going to die on the boat, um, but made it. And on the um, ferry back to the main island from Eos there was this dude who was, like, in this separate room that was, like, effectively a full-body cast because exactly that happened to him. Oh, Um, God. So that's my, like, closest to death that I've ever been, for sure. Aside from, like, when I was, like, an infant and almost drowned and my sister saved me, but... I think... That was a a good one. We just had a near-life experience, fellas. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should go next because your near-death experience is very good. Yeah, sure. Go on. Um... Do you remember? Do you remember when Cliffhanger opened at Wonderland? Yeah, yeah. So, just for who people who don't know, Cliffhanger is this ride that you sit in two rows, like there's two rows of about twelve seats each, one behind the next, 
and the whole thing just lifts up and the rows like rotate, but the whole contraption also spins. Yeah. And it was a big deal when it opened. And especially water when we were you. kids. No, there's no water. Or is there water? There's totally water. There Sometimes water? it like hangs you over and like water like gets you right in the face. Maybe there is water. There's a little bit of water. I can't remember. I only went on the one time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a big deal because this was still when we were like Wonderland people. Yeah, yeah, kids, yeah. You know? I kind of want to go back, but either way. I, I, hate Wonderland. I, I hate roller coasters. You, you guys are insane. It's terrible there. Love it. Yeah. Uh, but, so, I was way too small to ride the ride. I know. Shocking. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was way too small, but my uncle was a big roller coaster guy, yeah. so he said, no, nah, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> so all of a sudden we start the ride all is well but then my shoulders aren't wide enough for the restraints so they slip through Whoa. yeah my shoulders slip through the restraint kind of and then uh i sort of brace myself i guess and i could like feel like a bit of the thing past where like the top of my, oh my shoulders fucking were God, and i was just like holding you're like, myself you're in ready to and, go yeah and you're just like i'm <laughs> and just like, like free, wh- yeah. it's like whipping you to try like it's yeah. like trying it's, to make yeah, you get out of the thing off. and my uncle's just having the time of his life it's like no you need to you need to not be having the time of your life right would now. you go back on it now to be like i i survived you or do you think it would just get you like it's final destination. No, I don't think I'd be afraid of that. I think my shoulders will hold me in now, but <laughs> it's still not. I to me, I wouldn't go back to Wonderland because funnel cakes does not justify an entire day of that hellhole. It's not that bad, but the, if you like buy a fast pass, it's pretty legit. Yeah, you don't I, like roller coasters, so it's not. I just I don't mind roller coasters, but I, I hate Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even themed anymore. They lost. Yeah, the, yeah they, they lost, lost the rights. brand. They lost the rights. Like cliffhangers no longer called. Top Gun is what flight deck now. Flight deck. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise or bust. Yeah. Tom Cruise or bust. <laughs> yeah, I just I have a fear of heights and the basis Really? And the basis of that fear is that I'm afraid of falling from them. So <laughs> <laughs> roller coasters and like, don't really mix. Worse than worse than the roller coasters though are those water parks. Because most fun. people aren't going to fall and die or get, get decapitated. Yeah, yeah, most. But whatever bacteria is floating around in that it's water so from chlorinated. all so nothing. gross. No, that's so chlorinated. Like, there. there's nothing. You see these kids running around, like, like seven, like seven to ten year old kids wearing like diapers, and it's just it's a whole <laughs> scene. And then you have these 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 elderly people. And, they're also they wearing they diapers. Have, they're also wearing diapers. <laughs> there's and so it, many diapers there's so everywhere. Many diapers and there's band-aids everywhere. Well, there's <laughs> definitely a lot of band-aids. <laughs> and then also you're running on this concrete and it's all uncomfortable and you're just it's it's sunny and the, the concrete is, is hard, but it's also hot. Yeah. And you're, then you're you're walking up these scaffoldings that were constructed by, by Russian men in an afternoon. It's it's awful there. Yeah. It's awful there. And you walk into the bathrooms and you question the fact that you're walking in bare feet oh yeah, yeah. you're only there is, on you feet. knew you should have peed at the bottom of that slide there is <laughs> nothing more invasive than realizing you're wearing a band-aid that you didn't put on <laughs> that's never happened to me and I oh my god I feel like I've always wind up wearing I actually when I went to do when I went to do this stunt driving course in New Jersey yeah. I stayed at like one of those drive up motels in this like little town called Point Pleasant New Jersey that's kind of sick though I thought it was okay <laughs> In the morning, I was in the shower and I felt something on me, and I realized that there was a contact lens like cemented no! to my oh, arm man. from the bed I'd slept in. It like took forever to get off. Yeah, it was like bonded yeah. to oh, my skin. So I, I do not wear contacts. So my near death experience. Um, this happened to me when I was sailing between 
Colombia, I mean, between Panama and Colombia. It was five days, five nights on this 30 foot boat. It was me and six other people. And it was like on this choppy fucking ocean. <laughs> like, and it wasn't like a yacht week. Like, no, nice. I, I thought I was like, I didn't do my research properly. I thought I was signing up for some kind of yacht week thing. I didn't yeah, realize yeah. I was signing up for like a hardcore sailing expedition. <laughs> and anyhow, so it was me, these three German dudes, all very chill. This, this Swiss couple and then our captain and like our Sioux, his Sioux captain or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> For his first mate. Yeah, his first mate. <laughs> and the captain, a Sioux captain. <laughs> so like the boat was really small. Like I was cramped. I found out I was going to share a bed with this German guy on the first night. And when the boat is sailing, the it's on a, it's on a slant. So like we were sleeping oh on top God. of each other. Anyhow, not my near-death experience. My near-death experience was we like anchored the boat to make lunch one day. And the German guys noticed that there was this really nice beach about like two kilometers away. And they asked if we could sail to it so we could just spend some time on the beach. And the captain was like, no, sorry, we can't. There's a giant coral shelf. We'll never be able to get over it. So the German guys were like, well, can we swim to it? And they're like, yeah, I don't care. Go do it if you want. Like, but just be back in an hour. Mm -hmm. So I went with them. What I didn't realize, and this is actually something fundamentally crazy to realize, is that we are just taught a totally different style of swimming in North America than they are in the rest of the world. Really? Especially in Ontario. So we're just kind of like led to, we do our bronze cross exercises. Yeah, we yeah. learn how to like do our butterfly and how to swim down a lane pool and how to do our CPR. But we're just kind of taught that like past a certain length out into the ocean, you just don't swim. And yeah. that's how we live our lives. Like we have this invisible wall. That's 80 laps in a 25 meter pool. Yeah, exactly. But, like, as a Canadian, or, like, at least an East Coast yeah, Canadian, yeah. like, all you have to do is go surfing for your first time and try paddling out against the waves to realize that, like, we're just not totally <laughs> equipped for it. You might have yeah. your bronze med, bronze yeah, cross, yeah, 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 like, yeah. NLS, but it doesn't get you ready for that shit. So, I put on these these flippers that are, like, two sizes too small on me, and I get in the water, and I start going. And these German guys, like, who also are in, like, Olympic shape that I, I, I soon realize... They are just, they jet ahead of me. And before I know it, I'm like, I've been swimming for like 10 minutes and there's like six inches between me and this coral shelf. So I'm trying to do this really wide oh breaststroke just to get over the coral shelf. And all of a sudden this, and I'm about a kilometer from shore and all of a sudden this giant. So you're like right in between zero kilometer yeah. from shore and a kilometer and, from the yeah. And all and like can't move. Sweet spot. Yeah. And every time <laughs> the I'm, death zone. <laughs> and every single time I accidentally even like touch the coral shell for some reason, I start like bleeding or like a piece breaks off inside oh. my hand. All of a sudden, this wave comes from behind me and just throws me at the coral shell face first. Like picture going down a, a water slide face first, and I am just bleeding from head oh to toe. I the guys are like a kilometer away and can't yeah. hear me yell. I am a kilometer away from the boat. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Long story short, I'm like, I'm going to die. This is how I die. <laughs> like, my parents are going to find out, find out that I drowned in yeah. the ocean. Like, it's going to take so long. My body's going to have to be delivered. Anyhow, long story short, I just, like, decide to aim for the boat. I just turn around and I go, like, 10, ten kicks, then breathe. 10 oh. kicks, then breathe. Finally, I got to the boat. You Kimmy Schmitted it. it. I Kimmy Schmitted it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, that's my story. Holy shit. I thought I was going to die. That's so crazy. how much blood was coming off you? Like, enough that when I got to the boat, everyone was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? But also, like, the reaction was like, you fucking idiot. It wasn't like, it, it wasn't, because these guys were all, like, C-trained. It yeah, wasn't like, they like, don't, yeah. they also didn't give a shit. Yeah, they, exactly. They did not <laughs> give a shit. You weren't on a cruise. It yeah. was like, 
Yeah. How are you gonna work the sale with you <laughs> exactly. not like with you being exactly. fucked up? Exactly. Like I have a bit of a problem with you indicting the Ontario swimming curriculum <laughs> <laughs> because you were on a yeah. boat with with these expeditionary Germans. Um, uh, topics. I'd kind of just like to talk about bike lanes. All right. All right. Um, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them at all. Uh. Especially, I don't know. I'd like to get your opinions. It's I was walking. Like a, I was walking to one today, and I got a good, a good couple of rings, and then I yelled. <laughs> it's you know what? It is? It's like the wild west out there. Yeah, I, I don't like the Bloor bike lanes at yeah. all. <laughs> Let me organize my thoughts here. Bloor, for those yes. who don't know, is a is a main artery through Toronto. Yes, it bisects the city east to west. It's four lanes. During peak hours, it they take away two of the parking lanes, and it's four lanes completely. Other than that, at non-peak times, you can park on either side of the street, and it reduces to two lanes. Mm-hmm. It is vital, vital that you be able to drive on this street, yep. because it is the middle point of the city, and it is the only thing that bisects it east-west pretty much all the way. Yep. Yet, we've given two of these lanes to bikers now. Who have a street, one street down, where they can simply go to mm-hmm. and bike on that with yeah. dedicated bike lanes. I don't understand why we need to accommodate for bikers. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I just think, like, I agree. I just don't know what the alternative is. Because I don't want them on the sidewalk. And I do feel bad for them if they ever die. Okay. I just don't think you need to be so, like, angry about it if someone gets in your way. You have concerns about their safety? Yeah. I'll put it to you this way. Mm-hmm. If a biker is on the street with cars yeah. where it's kind of ambiguous whose right of way anything is, mm-hmm. they die sometimes. Yeah. It's tragic and it's avoidable. Yes. If they're on the sidewalk and there's an incident, people seldom die. Yeah, fair. Maybe you break an arm, maybe you break a leg, but you're not dead. Yeah. And yeah. traffic can continue. Yeah. And also, most of these bikers anyways, nobody's sitting at the red light three cars back on a bike yeah they hop on the sidewalk and go anyways oh no no, no. that's the worst part is that bikers do not pay attention to red lights they do whatever they want yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's you, you can't have it always mm-hmm. and this dedicated infrastructure as soon as you're off that like i don't know point is this and i told you guys about this when we did a podcast a while back mm-hmm. but we never used anything yeah. so i'd like to just read if i could a letter i wrote to uh some of the uh some of the the, the powers that the be counselors who are all for <laughs> the this powers idea. that be because it's we're reaching now what is like the the fourth quarter of the pilot project for the bike blur yeah blur, blur bike lanes mm-hmm. and they're terrible yeah they're really bad mm-hmm. and they're unacceptable and I just need to vent. so you're taking action you're making your voice heard you're writing a letter to the city yeah making making democracy work for you no there is no democracy democracy is <laughs> dead you get to vote though for who <laughs> for who <laughs> What about Justin Trudeau? This hippie? Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather the hippie though than like are the current social conservative like actually, anti-gay like anti-abortion. Actually, uh, though, I am in I am in a uh, a riding that has voted liberal for the last like four yeah, so six consecutive. So, even so my vote does not matter. Your vote doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter if I vote or don't vote. Yeah. So yeah. So That's my fair. one vote does not matter. Democracy's dead. Read your letter. Okay. <laughs> um, well, should I do... Is this even remotely interesting? Like, start reading it and we'll cut you off if, like, we get the point. Like, I think you should <laughs> I think you should read excerpts. 
Yeah. Show us. Run us through the highlights. Yeah, yeah. The Cole's notes, as they say. Yeah. The Cole Sprouse the, notes. The Cole Sprouse notes. We'd like to hear. I won't read you the whole letter because it's. Who gives a shit? But I will tell you what I kind of put forward. Is that rain? No, that's somebody flushed their toilet. What? Yeah. I've we I've never heard that before. And the, <laughs> that's because you're the, so successful. You live above ground. <laughs> <laughs> Finance guy never heard a toilet moose past his head. <laughs> this is my work day, Neil. All I meant is the like twenty times I've been in this apartment, I've never heard that noise before. <laughs> That's great. Can we get back to this yes, 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 issue we're dealing with? A thousand percent. Yeah, let's, so, you know what, let's <laughs> get back to. I won't read you the whole thing. Great super uh, civics just, lesson. I have three main points. Yeah. Firstly, is that Toronto, we have a legacy of motoring here. Yeah. You have vehicle, like, auto traffic has defined the city. We've constructed it around sprawl, and we also have infrastructure in the core of the city that is based on a legacy of, of uh, an older legacy that couldn't have been forward-thinking enough to know about Etobicoke. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Uh, so, for that reason, you, you just... you. People have adapted, and we have cars. Yeah, we're not all just going to throw our cars in the garbage and buy Schwinns. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, how happy would Schwinn be, though? Schwinn would be pretty happy, but I think it's they sold the Canadian Tire now, so it's not what it was. Mm, but I'm no bike guy, as you'll see soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, secondly, though, I, I I have an issue with how they've done these bike lanes. They just one day you went out onto Bloor, and I remember I was actually out that night. It was some Saturday night. And they just started painting over the, the with new bike lanes, and they put up these little bollards that were the flexi bollards. Yeah, it, that's not you've not done anything. You've painted and ruined a year of my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And also the issue that cyclists have, and fucks calling them cyclists. They're they're bikers. No, but I feel like that. I feel like you know why you call them cyclists because. Like true bikers, people who are like like <clears throat> bikers, they take offense to like you calling. I feel like they deserve the respect. Yeah, but not I don't mind not bikers on the road like motorcycles. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Little bitches. No, but that's what I'm saying. Wearing their gyro helmets. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is you can't. With their little satchels. I don't think they would want to be lumped in with the cyclists. So it was you know like what? the motorcycle lobby. Fair point. Yeah. The motorcycle For lobby. To the to the, like the bikers motor, of the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. The motorcycle men and women. We, we call them cyclists. So these fucking cyclists, <laughs> they have harbored. There's a street right south of Bloor yes. that has bike lanes. Why not just go there? Yeah. I'm sorry, it's a little inconvenient. It doesn't We're that sharing this it's space. Like a, probably a minute bike. Yeah, ride. and it's also downhill. You yep. can glide there. Well, yeah. it depends on which direction you're going, but yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... I, I just... It's a, it's a hard pill to swallow because yeah. you're asking so much of, of motorists. Yeah. Because people need to get home, mm-hmm. and I get it. We this is this is not how we tackle global warming. It, it's not how we tackle dying cyclists on the street. It, it's just how we piss off Mike Rafe five days out of seven. Yeah, and it's not good. No. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, and it's just. It's also like. I would argue that there there should be a test for being able to cycle. The same way there's a test to be able to drive on the road, there should be a test to cycle. 
the, the the majority of cyclists are so bad. If you if you don't have enough balance to be able to ride in a straight line while hugging the curb and staying out of the way of cars, yeah. then you don't deserve to be yeah. on the road. Yeah. Like it's that simple. And it's just but there's an air to all these bike to all these cyclists. There's like an air of entitlement. They all like yeah. feel like super entitled yeah. to the road. They all think they they're do. like and how many times do you pass a biker four times while you're a cyclist yeah. four times while you're driving down the street? Yeah, for sure. I'm moving faster than you. And you're in the middle of the road. Can you just fuck off? And then you want a life hack, though. Once you pass a cyclist, you put your tires right on the curb so he can't get past you. <laughs> Top tip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but these guys have some nerve on them. They'll hit your car. They'll hit, no, no, they will smack your car. When they someone touches the car. side of my car, I'm not even kidding you. I like. I, I go from 0 to 100. I, and the funny thing is, I'm, I am a cyclist as well as a driver. But the fact of the matter is, there is... It is it is cyclists who are behind right now yeah. and need to get with the times or just get better. Yeah, and, I agree. And just just do better. Yeah, like I yeah. saw a post on Reddit the other day of in Toronto, this car parked in the bike lane. Like, guy is obviously an idiot. Like, don't put, like it's like yeah. a dick move to park in the like even even if you don't like it. This it's man unfor- is a hero. Yeah, yeah, he's a hero to you. I know he's your Jesus, but you shouldn't park in the bike lane for now. Like, maybe that they get whatever. You agree it's just not something you should do. I don't agree that. So, a cyclist decided to stop his bike in the middle of an actual car lane and would refuse to move until that guy moved. Oh, fuck that guy. How ridiculous is that? It's not the same thing. No, it is not the same thing. You can so easily maneuver around this car. And, like, yeah, the guy's an asshole, but, like, two wrongs don't make a right and don't be a piece of shit. That guy should have gotten run over. (laughs) (laughs) So Someone should have taken him out. Look, I just... I think capital punishment needs to come back. I think... And I think you should get that it for guy things would be like a worthy that. Candidate. Yeah, he stopped his bike in traffic. <laughs> well, it's just also listen. As someone who does like spin classes, yes, I can tell you that you get you're this, an expert biker. You you get this air of like you feel like you have something to put over people when you cycle, like at times at, at crucial times of the day. And I can under, like you know it's like I I remember times where I bike to work. It's like you want to tell everyone I bike to work. There's like a certain douchiness to the way bikers bike. Yeah, it's like there's. Ego needs to be threaded out of this entire thing, out of this entire mode of transportation. There's ego involved. You have the right idea. You go to a class, you stay in a room and bicycle, (laughs) and you don't leave that room. Yeah, exactly. No, but but it's great. No, but then you're not you're not obstructing traffic. You also develop your your inside. You also develop your internal balance. You need to be able to keep a bike upright. You need to be able to drive a bike expertly to be able to have it on the road. That I agree. Like, it's just, there's no room for idiots. I actually think that you deserve to die if you, if you do not know how to bike. You can't bike. I think you just should have a license yeah, of I'm, some sort, but death is a close second. Yeah. How many times yeah. do these people get stuck in the streetcar track and eat shit? Enough, but it's a little. It's exactly the size of tires. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> get off the road. Anyways, yeah. I'll just read you my conclusion. Yeah, yeah we won't well, get into anything. Yeah, no, but I like. I like the fact that I you like, like actually took. Action. I like that you actually took action and sent it like a letter to. Like, who do you send it to? I really don't like this. I sent. It, I forget their names, but they're shitty. Shitty people. Okay, shitty continue. People. So, what, so what did you? What did you say? What did you say? So I, there's a bunch of shit before it, but I said uh, basically it's. I was like, for any city to have a sense of community that makes it home, we must embrace compromise. Arriving at our goals through consensus allows us to build a community that accommodates for the needs and desires of many as, as many of us as possible. This inherently requires a sacrifice. With this in mind, I have a proposal. Scrap the bike lanes in their current form. When the pilot project is concluded, seek support and funding to saw cut the sidewalks on Bloor and reduce the width of available pedestrian traffic. Further annex, pun intended, 
uh, space for motorists narrowing the existing lanes on Bloor. This would likely require restricting the size of vehicles and of permitted left turns on Bloor. This could enable us to largely maintain the flow of motor vehicles along Bloor while simultaneously ensuring the safety of the city's cycling community. As a bonus, you would be able to retain the street parking at designated times, ensuring the continuation of that revenue stream. Admittedly, you would need to move the majority of streetlights and fire hydrants along the route. Uh, there are also several sections of Bloor that would likely not be able to sacrifice any sidewalk space at these junctions. I would propose bikes share the street for the duration of these sections. Uh, this is obviously an expensive and highly invasive solution. Also, I am not an urban planner and there are likely dozens of other issues I have failed to foresee. However, as I mentioned, no makeshift or short-sighted solution will ever adequately address the needs of a city as diverse as ours. Our only salvation would lie in a solution such as this, where through compromise, uh, uh, through compromise, pedestrians, motorists, and cyclists band together and seek out an alternative aimed at improving Toronto as a whole. And while my proposal may not be the solution that gets us there, we need to cease, be ceaselessly creative in trying to address this issue. Let us shift our focus towards innovative and forward-thinking infrastructure. That's great. I love that you used the word salvation. <laughs> it's, it's, like, when you picture salvation, I picture just like a giant horde of people like walking <laughs> slowly towards something all in one direction. But that's what we're doing. Towards ending the bike the menace. Yeah. of this issue. Like, you yeah. can't take infrastructure projects lightly and you can't take <clears throat> transportation lightly in a city as big as this. It's our main issue and... And, and strapping some paint on the sidewalk doesn't get isn't, us there. Isn't the way to do it. And, and allowing these fucking bike people to get yeah. to work faster makes me sick. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening to uh, the eighth arable episode of We'll All Be Dead Soon. Um, if you want to reach out to us, check us out on Facebook. Uh, we get back to everyone who's messaged us there pretty quickly. Uh, you can email us at we'll all be dead soon at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, like and subscribe us on Facebook. Um, we're starting an Instagram page. It's we'll all be dead soon, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you soon. <laughs>